I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Glass A Film Club podcast. And yes, we've got another film review for you today. Another big film. You know, we don't mess about, I've realised it, we don't mess about with the films that we watch here. We're not going around the houses watching all the rubbish. We watch big films, we give big views on them and we share them out with you. And who else to give you some big views and thoughts than Callum himself, the resident guest host everything on the Glace Film Club. He's integral to the reviews now and he's not going to let us down again. He's here and suggested this film as he suggested some bangers in the past. So here's another big hitter. Callum, hello and welcome. How are you doing today for our podcast recording? I am I'm good. Yeah. It's uh, another another locked down week, but uh It is. I'm I'm trying to remain. I'm trying to be as positive as I can. Um I've been going for massive walks on the beach. Um, and I was just saying off air, I nearly, uh, I nearly drowned on Friday. <laughs> Unbelievable stories. Just give a quick overview of what happened. I, uh, I went for a walk on the beach um, in in Blackpool. Got a bit carried away with listening to sad acoustic music and looking at the sunset. Um, was walking back and. I mean, you'd think, having lived in Black, having been brought up in Blackpool, you'd, I'd know that the how the tide worked. It goes out, it comes in, and you should probably be on dry land when it comes in. However, um, I was walking and it curved round. I had no idea, um, and then I had to quickly, very quickly, get myself to dry land. It came up to my my uh, my shin. Um, yeah, I blame Ben Howard to be honest. It sounds like the plot um, of a BFI film. <laughs> I'm going to break some yeah. big British actor in this role, you know, discontented in his hometown, walking along the beach, listening to sad acoustic music, and then meet somebody to lift and changes the life. BFI all over it. So if you're listening, let's have some funding and we'll get that one going. Well, thank you for sharing the story, Callum. I'm very happy you um, made it back because that's hit me with a little bit of trauma, just thinking about you stranded on the beach there. But obviously, oh chuffed that you're back here to talk about this film and you made it through and obviously we'll all be um, sending tweets to Ben Howard telling him to cheer his music up so you don't get lost on the shores of Britain's coastline once again indeed yeah anyway that's enough of you stories of you meandering off in Blackpool let's get to the point of why we're here today Callum and I did say it's going to be a big film and it is a big film it's the winner of the Oscar Last year, for Best Picture, the first winner of Best Picture that was a foreign language film, it's Parasite. I'm very ashamed to say that I've only just watched it for this podcast over a year, about a year since the Oscars last year. Should have been hot on that, being the film people we are. But hey, we made it, watched the film, going to chat about it today. Callum was already all over it, that's why he suggested it. And he's going to give us an overview now. Callum, can you tell us briefly what Parasite is all about? Indeed. Um, yeah, Parasite, made in 2019. It was a, a South Korean um, sort of comedy, thriller, horror, a, a, a kind of a, a combination of different genres, I think. We'll go with black comedy. I feel like that's the most 
Um, yeah, we'll go with black comedy. A South Korean black. It was a South Korean black comedy directed by Bong Joon Ho. Um, he also co-wrote the screenplay um, with. Hanjin one as well um it's about two families living in um seoul and the first it was the first south korean film to win the golden palm at the Cannes film festival bit of trivia for you there um but it follows the story of two uh families the kim family who live in a a basement apartment um in, uh, in the south in the south of the city uh and they have low paying uh, temporary jobs so just to make ends meet they're incredibly poor um they have jobs such as pizza box pizza box folders um and the son uh is uh, has a friend student at the university um, and he comes back to visit him and tells him of an opportunity uh to tutor the daughter of a rich family that live um uh by the the parks family it is uh, that live in a really really fancy apartment um literally above um the basement tenement buildings i suppose um and then as the story progresses um kim, uh, kim becomes the kim family recommend each other um to do different jobs for the family so the son is the tutor for the daughter and then he uh, says oh i know i know this really good art therapist um that can help your um son with his artwork with his uh it's alluded to that he's got um, special educational needs and things like that. Um, and then his sister comes into the family, uh, begins to tutor him art, becomes an art therapist for this child, saying, oh, he needs to express himself this way. Um, then they, as the story goes on, they orchestrate uh, this um, situation where all the other family then come into the household and do all these different jobs. So the father ends up becoming a... Um, a chauffeur driver for the um, the rich person, the rich family's uh, father, and then the mother ends up becoming a, a housekeeper as well. Um, and essentially, it just follows the story of the relationships between these two not well, not between these two families, but the relationships within each of those families. Um, and it's based around this idea that um, of this uh, scholar's rock. Um, it's to ideas that promise wealth. The film really, I think, is a social commentary about how these different families live, and the only thing that's separating the two families and the way that they live is is money. Um, and I think the big thing about this film in particular is um, Mark Commode described it as uh, a sort of a, a. It's not necessarily a pastiche. It's it's a film about pathos, really, and about how. Um, society operates um, economically and socially um, the film eventually comes it gets more and more intense as it goes on and it ends up culminating in um, a, a sort of a, a mass stabbing of all all the families all the families basically um, it's it's a really traumatic film I think really traumatic um, but yeah again commode talks about how um, Every every day, the family ascends to the stairs of the ultra modern home, um, and then only to be juxtaposed again with the, um, the the Kim family scampering back down to the sewage flooded squalor that they live in. The film it's about it really it's about it's a social commentary about class. I think um, I've again struggling to really conceptualize the film in a in a in a bite sized chunk. We were saying off air, weren't we, Marcus, yeah. about how. It's a film that covers so many different bases. It is really difficult to sort of put your finger on what it's really about. Um, but yeah, I would say it's about the relationships between these two families at opposite ends of an economic 
um, and social spectrum that um, has come out of the industrialization, I suppose, of 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 South Korea, the economic industrialization of South Korea. I think. Well, thank you for the summary, as always, Callum. Like you said, a lot going on in the film. And as I said to you when we first spoke earlier, I feel like I just needed to bed in for hours to really get to the bottom of this film. We're going to go over our initial thoughts now for this recording, but this is so much depth to it. And I think this is testament to the film itself that after watching it, I felt it, I felt the story, I felt the drama, I felt the trauma, like you said, that it depicts, but also the wider themes of it weren't initially obvious, and I still think they won't become fully obvious. And so you really, really dig into it, think about it, chat about it, which shows how many layers this film has got. And straight away, that's what I felt with it. There's a lot of depth to the film, not just the plots, but also what it's trying to represent, and also the stories it's telling and what it's depicting about Korean society. But just to start off in terms of a film itself, forgetting the wider themes just as a watch, this was, for me, engrossing and it cut across a lot of genres and I think it was very unexpected how it did that as well. What started off as quite a playful film in almost got that element of uh, catch me if you can with the family of doing a bit of fraud here and there, but it's all a bit cheeky, tongue in cheek. They're going to earn a bit of money off the rich family. And it's quite comedic how then they all get roles within this rich family's house, playing different um, roles within it as tutor, uh, art teacher, driver, housekeeper. And they're all from the same family, but they're pretending to be these characters, isn't it? It's quite funny, like, it's the film in that direction is playing as a bit jokey, it's fun, they're all having a good time, and then you're like, oh, look at them doing one over on these rich people. Feel a bit harsh on them, but it's clever how they've done it. But then it goes in a really different direction where it goes dark, and the switch really happens when they're staying over and the rich family going on a camping trip, and they're all in the house drinking the expensive whiskey, eating the food. And that's where we get almost the horror genre comes in and the dark depths of it. And the basement is opened up where they find out the former housekeeper's husband has been living. And this is where the film switches. And I think from a viewer's point of view, that's where it really hits you. And it's done really well, the horror elements that are put into it and the drama and the tension is so strong. There's parts of it where you're just urging the film to get to the next stage because you're like, I know something's coming here. I don't know exactly what. And that's what it does very well. It's not obvious where the next turn is going, but you know there's a turn and you're itching inside. You're screwing your stomach up inside because you know that the drama's coming. It builds it up so well and drops it at the right time to deliver uh, those plot points. But I think the real power of it is that the film starts off with this quite light-hearted, fun, cheeky setup, and you're almost rooting for the family because they've managed to deal one over on these rich people. But then it gets more complex. And I think by the end of it, you've gone through a massive, tense journey. You've gone through the drama of it, but you're not really sure how you feel about the characters. I, at the end, didn't necessarily know whether I loved the poor family or you despised them for what they do. In the end, whereas at the beginning, it seems quite clear that they're going to be the underdogs who rise up and do well. I think it was a great journey. The drama is unbelievable and the switch of genre was fantastic for me. And I think just from a viewing experience, it was a big one. It was a real big watch for something that I've not really seen done before. What about you? How did you feel just 
watching it was your instinct after you finished watching it for the first time. Yeah, no, I agree. The the hybrid the hybrid of genre, I think, is a thing that really um, makes this film stand out. It's certainly um, quite a unique film that I've seen in the sense that it was quite theatrical in its um, it, it in its filming. It was filmed as if you were watching it on stage. I think um, just in terms of how many different um, settings, just just in terms not not a different setting. Sorry, but in terms of how fixed the setting is the only two sets that, that are there are the rich family's house and the, yeah, uh, the poor family's house that. That a good point um so like it was just literally that back and, and then and then the sort of the interim in between the only thing that separates them is a stairway really when they eventually escape the house in the rain and they're walking down the stair to their sewage flooded um uh house that they live in the hybrid of genre i think works really well um Bong did a um, an interview with um, the Atlantic, and he talked about how the audience always knows more um, than what the characters do, and that was a stylistic um, choice that he made in the sense that the characters have difficulty communicating with one another um, because of their class and their immediate surroundings. So, um, because it's quite a sad film, but also because it's quite comedic. And because it's also quite horrific, there's a sort of, um, you know, all those themes come from misunderstanding. And all the characters are really misunderstood. And I thought it was quite Shakespearean, really, in that, in that respect. It's like yes. I felt like that, I, was, I, mean, I was... Sorry, but I think that's a very good way of summarising it. There, I think, yeah. I think it, yeah, just in terms of the emotion that was created from um, the all the different uh, things within the film, I just thought it was a, yeah... It was it, it offered so much and so many layers to it, both architecturally speaking, which we'll get onto later, but just in terms of its experimentation with with genre, I think. And when you say experimentation with genre, you you, you assume that you're going to watch some sort of like I don't know, like Fritz Lang cross between David Bowie experiments, like it's all bonkers type thing. But it's not. It, it, it's a lo- it's a lovely. Um, uh, it's a it's a lovely uh, sort of montage of different genre. For me, that that's the thing that really sort of stood out. Yeah, I think you're really onto something there. Where you said about Shakespearean elements to it because it's got the absolute feel of a classic tragedy with yeah. the protagonist, which not necessarily that clear protagonist because it does switch with his lead in it. But I think we could probably say the protagonist is the young lad who initially gets the tutor's job. He is then at the end of it a victim, like of his own downfall comes from his own actions, which is one of the key tropes of a Shakespearean tragedy. Just regurgitating a bit of GCSE English for you there <laughs> <laughs> from Othello. But what I wanted to say about his character, I thought he was fantastic and he pinned all the film together. Firstly, just from watching the film from the viewer's point of view. His character brought a lot of unexpected comedy to it. And this is what I loved about it from the initial scenes, the first 20 minutes. So much funnier than they expected. I knew the film was a little bit dark. I didn't know much about it, but I knew it was a serious film. I knew there was going to be serious elements to it. But the initial 20 minutes, I thought were hilarious. The sense of humour amongst the family, especially amongst 
the the young lad who becomes the tutor and especially this really hits home i can see why the film has got the oscar and has landed so well amongst the stereotypical western audience is because you watch it thinking this is a foreign language film yes i will read the subtitles and i'll get it and i'll understand it but you won't feel fully part of it because you were just watching a presentation from a different culture that you're not fully part of but i feel the humor was so universal it was something that everyone could jump onto and in a way it would kind of bound you then into that i halfway through just paused the film and i got a drink or whatever and i remember thinking to myself wow i didn't realize i was reading the subtitles here i was so into it i felt like i was listening to it the characters you joined with them and you felt like you were part of that culture and the part of how they were speaking and not because they were westernizing the type of conversation it wasn't pandering to an american british audience it was very much doing what it was doing it was doing its own thing but it was relatable in many ways it was because it was the human condition it was ho- it was comedy and you didn't expect that and for me that was fantastic and i think that pulls its way all the way through like you said it's a dark comedy but that character the guy who becomes the tutor i think his development through it absolutely carries all the main themes of the film so if you think he's really clever you figure out at the beginning he's not got formal education but he's smart as his friend says to him he manages to trick them that he's got this great education and he should be a tutor but it turns out he's actually really smart and a great tutor and he's the one then who comes up with the idea of getting his sister in there and they get his dad in there as the driver and the mum as the housekeeper he's engineered this really clever stuff and they reap the rewards of it they're making lots of money they're going eating good food after that they're getting freebies they're enjoying being at this house he's engineered something just from his own smarts and that's when the first whiff of the class difference comes in there because you see like okay they've done one over on the middle upper class family in there and he's done it from his point of view and then the stuff that they they laugh at them are going oh look at this oh if only we were this rich we'd be nice people we'd be doing this but the interesting thing about that is and this is where the main film, the main theme of the film wraps up from that class difference. And the class difference isn't your stereotypical look at it just saying, oh, this is how it's perpetuated among society through the government and wealth and things like that. They're saying, no, there's actually resentment and hatred between the classes. In the obvious way of the middle class family looking down on them when they're hiding on the table and you can hear him saying oh the driver smells like smells like people who get on the underground you know this kind of smell of the poor it's stereotyping and getting that difference saying how they shouldn't cross the line but i think the most powerful resentment between the classes comes from the other way the fact that a smart poor guy thinks for himself to raise himself above those in society or get to the level that the middle class upper class people are he has to bring them down and embarrass them and do something against them rather than raise himself up to the level through formal education making money or working alongside he feels that he needs to trick them he proves that he's a smart guy and he could probably actually go and join that class but they actually revel in 
the the mocking of them once that they have shown that they're stupid and they're more clever than them and the end that comes to a head when the father stabs the other father in like a moment of seeing red but that's everything that comes to him that bubbles up is his thoughts of these people are not worthy of us they despise us for being poor but i despise them and i'm going to end this in that and for me i think that is what it is it's depicting this class difference but it's not showing oh this is just a societal thing that's been built up by uh cultural wealth this is a hatred this is a real hatred amongst society from both sides and i think the character of the younger guy really follows that path and he leads it and you get on board with him you feel his emotions and i think that's a fantastic character performed excellently no i that's such an interesting point that you made about um the idea of levels different levels of society and social classes like the resentment like the even from the 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 smell of of the guy that annoys the family but even the the reference to oh it smells like someone's been on the subway the fact that um that, that's underground the fact that um the the kim family live literally in the underbelly of the, of of seoul like in a basement they don't just live in the bottom of the city they live in the bottom of the city but then even further down underground in a basement that then which floods routinely someone pisses against their um their their house on a daily basis um so you got the literal, literal divide in terms of a leveling perspective. Like architecturally, the house overlooks them at the top of the city. They're living in a basement. You've got the old housekeeper's um, husband living in the basement of um, the families of the rich family as well. Architecturally speaking, their society is divided through levels, literally. But also that that then translates into the metaphorical. Um, like even the, the 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 families despise one another just because of that class boundary, but they only, but then they don't know they 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 speak to them as if they're their own, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like when 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 they're doing all these different jobs for them, um, there's certainly a, a social commentary going on there, which I think goes back to your point earlier that you were talking about why I think it was quite successful thematically. Um, at the Oscars was because that idea of social class is a universal thing that yeah. ev- everyone can can relate to, and you know the th- the wider theme in terms of the levels aspect as well, the literal and metaphorical layers of society. Um, the idea of ghosts. I was talking about this with you off mic, wasn't I? About how yeah. like normal the normal people. I say not normal people with inverted commas because the film really really does sort of unpack the idea of what it means to be human as well. Um, on a, on a wider on a wider scale which i'll touch upon in, in a second but um the normal people the poorer people are seen as ghosts whether it be ghosts because they're underground or absent from that absent from certain parts of society but what thing this film does do i think is that it gives a a voice to that family that have been seen as ghosts it's also quite separated as well like the idea of um the like the Kim family have their own own life, and then they infiltrate this other way of life. Um, that the the richer family would never have seen the Kim family in their day to day life. They likewise, the Kim family would never have seen um, the richer family in their day to day life. They are ghosts to one another. But this film like makes it clear that actually, 
take away the money and just focus on the human condition. They are just humans. And it's the the, the obsession towards the end when um, the son wants to uh, buy the house. It's, it's his ambition to buy that house, to be a, to work his way up that, that ladder for family, um, which then brings it back to the idea of what it means to be human because at the start of the film, um, you know, Ki-Woo's friend gives him that scholar's rock, which is supposed to promise wealth. Um, and of course... Ironically, um, he's beaten over the the the, the head <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with yeah, with yeah, that yeah. with that with that scholar rock. Um, he's beaten over metaphor. the he's beaten over the head with wealth. Eventually, this will kill you, basically. Um, which I think is uh, again it highlights the just the way the way the set works so well as well, like the way it's it's, it's submerged and then it's risen, then you're risen above, and look like the weather as well plays a huge role. It's just in, t- in terms of how the weather affects different people's society as different people's human condition as well and um even when they're hiding under the table they're still below um the 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 richer family and yeah. Yeah, yeah. i might be i might be reaching a lot with this idea of of perspectives different let's like seeing life from different perspectives but i think i think bong joon ho is, is trying is is making that that suggestion that society is about levels and perspectives um that's 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 the thing that I sort of latched yeah, onto. Absolutely, and I think you've summarised a lot of key elements to it. This, I just want to reiterate. I want to talk about this for hours until my head hurts. It's absolutely it prime yeah. film. It's just getting me giddy, just of thought and excitement. Of it's that's why it's a great piece of art because it's just stimulating so much. I just want to pick up on something you said, Callum, and maybe counter it a little bit when you said about at the end of the film where the young lad grows up, his father has hunkered down in the basement, I mean, hiding in the basement of the house, but he feels that he wants to buy the house to then join that class so then his family can be together. I don't think he wants to do that. I think what that is a statement of is saying that, so his dad is living underground. The only way he can be risen up and allowed to be part of society is through wealth, and money they it's necessity at that point rather than desire i don't think the son desires to join that class after everything that's gone on he looks at it and it's like the only way my father can now be accepted into society is by gaining wealth buying this house and then we will be safe as a family again and the comment of that is saying that okay eventually you have to accept if you want to be seen as part of regular society wealth is the only way it'll bring you there and that then brings us on to what you've seen about ghosts and the big thing that triggered in me when you said that was the idea of ghosts amongst the family but the division and space between the families the poorer family are a lot closer they're a tight-knit unit they get drunk together they openly talk about more taboo issues like um, their girlfriends or things that they've done and uh, money and things like that. Whereas the middle-class family, what you'd expect, you know, they're very formal in their dealings. They go through uh, tutors and they have a driver and things like that. But the poorer family are closer together. The richer family are further apart. That's just shown in 
the houses they live in, there's more space, there's more physical space in the richer family's house, mm. but there's more space in their relationships. They're not close to each other. There's not a connection between the father and the daughter. He's just having a bit, saying about how she's whinging all the time. There's not that closeness. And I feel, again, when that then comes back to what I was saying, and the comment of this is for the society they're depicting, but is why it is so universal, is that that society, you need wealth then to become accepted as a regular family, as regular operating people in uh, normal society, and you can be the level, you can be seen or above everything. But to do that, you have to drive your pa- your family apart and have other people within false relationships. The only people who are truly close together are the ones who aren't corrupted by the money or the desires or the impetus that others in society put in you to change your life. And it shows that it's corrupting because it leads to death, it leads to murder, it leads to violence. But the end of it, and this is why the end of it is so brutal because then he just buys the house. It leads to him buying the house so his father can escape is uh, hiding out in the cellar, but they've then just become part of that by he's had to earn money in the usual way to do that, and all the murders happened. Such a strange ending in that sense because there's no closure, but it absolutely perfectly depicts that. And I think for me, where it really grabs me is the theme that is interesting is that idea of the rich and the poor families and the space that's within them. There's a much tighter-knit unit with the poorer one, and with the richer family, they're far apart. And this is obviously what leads to the events in there. I think that's a real interesting point that they're making because he's looking at society from a wider view of how the two families despise each other. And what I'll add to that is they hate each other, but they don't realise it until these moments come out. And I think it's a very clever detail how the daughter from the rich family and the son from the poor family are together, yet he questions their relationship by saying, do I fit in here? He thinks he loves her, but actually resents that family and they don't realize it until like the moments of passion. And one of the moments of passion is when the father murders the other father. Like you said, Shakespearean all the way. And it's such a good comment on society from a wider view, but also what happens, the mechanics of the interpersonal relationships within families. And I think it's really clever how that's all done through this high drama and tension. No, indeed. And that that word mechanics, I think, is quite interesting as well because um, it's the the way it's uh the way it's filmed as well is 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 quite mechanical um i said earlier about how you only really see two sets um i read that it was originally supposed to be a a theater production okay. um and then it was like oh how is this going to translate into onto the screen uh, into film and that mechanical process um that the camera does in particular with how it how it films um the house i don't know there is something inherently mechanical um even when it comes from like how the the, the cabinet is pushed open to the dis- the descending into the basement to so descend back up from the basement i don't know like even even the house itself is quite um it looks quite walter gropius sort of bauhausy type thing like the father's an architect as well obsessed like he, actually you know what this sort of the rich family have this lifestyle of hired help they're, the way they approach life is quite mechanical. It's like, okay, there's something wrong with my child. Not because really what the child probably needs is his parents to actually have mm-hmm. a have a discussion with him. No, there's something psychologically, there's something that money can help fix that. So they hire the an art therapist to 
help him understand his own self. And then, of course, the daughter makes a mockery of that by go- like going on the internet prior and just Googling art therapy yeah. and then comes yeah. out with all these different lines about how, oh, yeah, uh, this your son is trying to find his inner soul um, when, the, when, when, he, when he's drawn this like painting when actually he's just like, drawn a painting with some paints. But, like, there is something quite mechanical about the way it's filmed, but the way Bong Joon-ho has, pro- has created that social commentary in terms of the rich family's entire life is is is, is about hired help. He mm-hmm. gets into the car. Um, he has a driver that takes him to a specific place. The mother hires someone to do this, to do that, to do this. Um, I don't know. There seems to be, it's very, it's a, it's a, it's a comment on uh, how process and how money creates process. I think there's there's something there's something deeper there that we need to go to the pub to discuss yeah, and take the human element <laughs> out of it it becomes exactly like, exactly it's like mechanical yeah. it's plastic it's not real no, it, the emotions exactly. aren't real and when he's the father speaking to his driver and he's saying like oh at least you love your wife he goes, yeah love we'll call it that like there's no it's a family structure that is meant to exist because it's right it's the right thing to do there's no there's no passion and reason why that exists apart from the formality of it existing but you are right we're gonna dig into this we need hours and hours then again testament to the film that it sparked this within us i think there's so much to discuss on this further than what we have but we're gonna to have to try and bring this to a an end very soon callum the only mm. thing i wanted to add was to what you were saying about how it was initially written for a theatre production. I can absolutely see that. The setting of the the wealthy family's house, I think, is stunning, fantastic. Like you said, it's raised above everyone else. The metaphor of that is great. But what I loved is that massive window they have, which looks like a cinema screen, looks yeah. like a stage. The drama unfolds within the view of that frame there when the kid's outside in his tents. Obviously, the murders then happen out there. The weather, when it's stormy, that's all depicted through that. That is the lens of everything that else is happening, and the performance happens through that. And for me, that visual was beautiful. It looks stunning. Straight lines are always fantastic in a film, but that was... It meant so much more. It was done really well. The film's clever. I'll just add that in there. It's touching. It's moving. It's powerful and tense, but it's very clever. Even like one of the little features with the Morse code on the light, and that's something we could go on another tangent about. But it's so cleverly written, and I love it when a film teases you with an element that you think this could wrap up into something really clever and actually delivers it. A lot of the time, a film will do that where you go, oh, this is getting deep. There's going to be a really clever plot point to it. And then it's not. I think Zodiac had that element to it when it felt like there was going to be a really clever dynamic to it. But in the end, it was like, it just fizzed out, fizzled out. Whereas this had so many clever little lines to it that actually came to a head at the end and you're like, beautiful, that's amazing. Great stuff. Callum, let's wrap this up. Let's. We've given some depth to it there. I really enjoyed chatting about that. And as you said, when we can get in that pub, number one on the agenda, Parasite, four hours, five, maybe six pints, get to the bottom of it. But for now, we've got this far. Summer's up. Give me a mark out of 10, please. I mean, I'm obviously going to give it 10. I mean, the film itself is outstanding. Um, from, it's a... Uh... 
it's a hybrid of different genres. It's uh, a film about uh, class. It's a film about absence, ghosts. Um, it's about theatre. It's quite Shakespearean in the way it's been um, created. It's about the human condition, I suppose, and what that means and how wealth um, then dictates your how you live and where you live. It's aesthetically it's a film about aesthetics as well i think it's it's a film really a the it's just it's a really really well made film aesthetically um you can tell that uh bong joon ho knows exactly what he's doing with a camera and he's really experimental with it um but again not in this in a necessarily conventional sense when you when you think of experimentation but um certainly it's a film about levels process architectural uh dreaming i I suppose ghosts class um horror as well drama it's there's there's so many different layers to it um what we'll have to do marcus is we'll have to watch the black and white version yeah and and then do a parasite round two um just so we can have more time to discuss so these what themes. we'll do is we'll watch that and then we'll discuss it in the pub at length over a night and then we'll do a round two well, podcast where you can hear our renewed thoughts on it well what we'll do is we'll record it in the pub okay that could be our, oh, yeah, yeah, six the, the hours cling- worth <laughs> i don't know <laughs> six hour podcast in the pub christ uh, but yeah my, 10 out of 10 brilliant brilliant thank film you, thank you as i've mentioned visually stunning very clever also very gripping and the tension was unbelievable at times enjoy the humor i thought the comments it was making on society and class especially to a wider level but it goes very specific in there were universal so you could really relate but one of the biggest wins i thought was how foreign language film you're watching it as subtitles amazing that it can grip you through that but the fact that going into it, you think, this is a Korean film, you're going to be seeing a different culture, you might find it hard to connect, but it was really good at those universal human values, the comedy on it was fantastic, and gave you an insight, an understanding and into a, a culture which I didn't know much about, and but gave you a, an entrance point through it, through these universal human conditions of comedy and societal frustration. So, if I mean hypercritical, my only uh, criticism would probably be, I think, when it got to the flick to a bit of horror drama, sometimes some of the fighting scenes could be a little laboured. There was a lot of that. I liked it. I thought they were great, but I think there was a lot of films when they were just throwing each other around the cellar. Maybe that could have been a bit shorter. That's my bit of criticism. And also, I was a bit frustrated at the end. I didn't find out what happened to the guy who went to university and started the whole thing off because he would have been annoyed that his girlfriend got stolen. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, just just out of the 10 for me, but I thought it was fantastic. And I'd look forward to watching the black and white version. And I look forward to even more Callum drinking multiple pints of ale with you and discussing it until our heads hurt physically Mm. but thank you very much that was parasite and i was thinking about this today surely the oscars are coming up very soon this year not been many films released so there could be another outsider goes and snatches it there so we'll have to look into that and watch some films which have been nominated but for now 
that's that, Callum. We have ranted, we have raved, we have critiqued, we have emptied our minds as usual. And once again, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you. Have you enjoyed diving into that absolute um, depth? Deep Obviously. <laughs> In, indeed, yeah. Um, yeah, of course, of course I have. I always do. The The thing is, as well, I, I, um, I was on a FaceTime call with some uh, mates over Christmas and... Um, they were like, oh, you have to see Parasite. And it was one of those things that I was going to go to the cinema to watch it, um, but I just never got around to doing it. Um, but then it was put on Prime. And I thought, right, this is the time. This is the time to watch it. I've had a great time. Obviously, I've had a great, I always have a good time. I just, I just love, I love just sort of talking, really. That's the big thing. Just having exactly. a chat. Exactly. This is why I, just, I need to get out of it. Oh, someone needs this to This is what's keeping us sane at the moment. These it is, it really is. And I hope they're helping yeah. the listeners to keep a little bit sane also. But until we can record in real life, Callum, we will keep doing these and we'll keep reviewing a lot of top films. But until then, you have yourself a lovely week, Callum. Don't be walking too far out on the beach again. Check those tide times and maybe just shuffle Ben Howard and, you know, have a bit more uplifting tunes while you're out there. We don't want you going wandering off and having to get the lifeboat people out to you. We want you here chatting about films and racking our brains for themes and ideas. But, hey, we're going to have some more films again very soon. Who knows? Maybe the odd series in there. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. I know at the start of this year, I've been reading articles about Netflix. We've got some big releases, so there's a lot to chat about. And we'll be on them. We won't shy away. We'll dig in and we'll share all our thoughts with you. Thank you, Callum. Thank you to everybody you. who's listened once again. And that's enough. Today from the Glass A Film Club, we'll be back again next week with another episode. Thank you very much. Keep watching films. We'll see you later.